0: Welcome to Campus Ministry Connection. I'm Tom Pryor alongside my co-host Jade Christian. Most campus ministries have a student leadership team in which some elected students work in concert with the ministry staff to help plan events, to focus on the mission of the ministry and to make sure that's happening. Often peer ministry, leading small groups, uh, word of mouth, etc. Well, At Yale University, they go a step further. And at the St. Thomas More Catholic Student Center, they break out some of these student leaders into separate committees, act, pray, and play. And these three committees have specific roles and jobs. And what we've done today is bring in a student, a graduate student from Yale University to discuss what these committees do, why they're so important for perhaps your ministry, if you'd like to use uh, some of this advice for your own ministry. So I welcome in uh, June Krishon. She is a graduate student, like I said, a a medical student, and she's part of the ACT committee. But June, welcome to the podcast, and please explain a little bit about what you do in that subcommittee, and then what the goal of all three of them are.
1: Yeah, Um, so I should first say that as a member of the ACT committee, I am only one small piece of this very robust graduate student council, and All of the things that I am going to talk about today come with a lot of support from both our chaplains and the St. Thomas More Catholic Student Center staff, as well as many other graduate students who I work with. So I'm just one small player and uh, happy to speak a little bit to some of the activities that have been planned overall. Um, So yeah, we have these three committees. I would say they're somewhat flexible. In the past, we actually had it split up more into study, pray, and act, um, and more recently switched it to uh, our act, pray, and play, uh, in part due to restrictions on being able to gather in person to study, which was one of the things that the study group often uh, focused on in the past. And I think the, the current structure has worked pretty well, especially in the context of COVID. Um, I guess I could start by uh, going over some of the work that the ACT committee in particular has done. Um, And that's the committee that I'm most involved with and have been since I started uh, being part of the Graduate Student Council. So the ACT Committee is really focused on both service opportunities, as well as uh, social opportunities that are geared towards providing mutual support for graduate students, recognizing that graduate school can be a pretty arduous experience, depending on what program you're in, where you're coming from, what support network you have um, at the school. So uh, I guess first starting with some of the service things that we do, um, this past year, it's been closely tied with Uh, the development of a Catholic Relief Services organization at St. Thomas More or chapter not organization and I've been involved with that as well and so a lot of our uh, events for that have sort of been co-seeded with the ACT group and that I have helped to advertise those events to the graduate school community as well as to the Graduate Student Council Um, and some of the events we've held this year for the Catholic Catholic Relief Services chapter included an advocacy uh, information session in November that had a fundraiser associated with it, where we talked about how to write letters to your representatives um, in Congress about the Global Child Thrive Act, which is an act that I believe was actually passed recently in a form of its original, um, in, in a form of the original act and it's to help provide funding for early childhood development programs globally. Um, So we did that in the fall. Um, And then over winter break into the beginning of the spring semester, we did a fair trade chocolate sale that was an incredible hit. We sold, I think over a thousand dollars worth of chocolate and had these fun little flyers that came with the chocolate deliveries so that people could learn more about uh, CRS as well as, Um, fair trade chocolate and the importance of supporting fair trade industry. And then a few weeks ago, we had a Lenten vegetarian cooking class on Zoom that was actually super fun. We had a bunch of little speakers, um, so different people speaking about the importance of sustainability, talking about how to pick out good vegetables at the grocery store, um, and some other little topics, and began with an instruction on how to make vegetarian black bean soup. And while the the soup was cooking, we had all these other speakers. And then then at the end of the session, anyone who had been cooking along had their soup ready for Friday. We specifically did it on a Thursday night. So you'd have your vegetarian meal ready for Friday. Um, So that was really fun as well. And we were able to raise some money through that too. So those are three of the main events um, I've been involved in, in terms of service this year. We've also provided some opportunities for writing uh, letters to homebound uh, members of our community as well as members of religious communities. Um, and there have been some limited opportunities for students to continue working at the St. Thomas More Kitchen. In terms of just supporting um, each other during this time, uh, we've been working more on reaching out to the graduate student community for people who are not already involved in the Graduate Student Council and also holding um some like check-in times um or some events that are more just geared towards stop by to talk if you need to uh about whatever you want to talk about um and just trying to continue to build that community during a, a time that is has been unprecedented for the entire world in terms of how difficult it has been for people to gather in person and connect with each other so that is a lot about the act group i guess and i We'll probably speak a little bit more briefly about the other two since I'm not as involved, but our pray group has continued to pretty much do everything that it did pre-COVID with the addition of morning prayer sessions on Zoom, which I was able to take part in more during the fall based on my schedule, but were are really wonderful to um, participate in. I think we are now having some evening prayer sessions as well. And in, in addition to that, uh, previous things that happened every year have been adapted to a virtual format including virtual retreats we have virtual theology on tap where we have speakers come and unfortunately we can't provide wine over zoom but that's what it would have been in person Um, wine or beer i guess uh, as people prefer And we also have various uh, theology reading groups. I'm involved in the faith and science reading group. Uh, We've been reading a book called The Meal That Reconnects that's about looking at um, our responsibility as Catholics to really support sustainable agriculture and tackle world hunger um, and how that responsibility is manifested in our belief in the Eucharist. Um, So that's been a really great read um, in community with a lot of community members who include both graduate students, as well as faculty members, other New Haven community members. So it's a very broad uh, community of people who come to that event. Um, and then we also have other theology reading groups, such as Law, Women, um, blanking on some of the other ones, but we, ha- we have quite a few that have been ongoing throughout COVID. And in terms of play, that's our most fun committee. And we've really had some I think, pretty successful virtual events this year, including like a murder mystery party for um, Mardi Gras. And I think we had one in the fall as well around Halloween. Um, and we've had a lot of virtual cocktail and cooking classes on Zoom as well that have been really fun. So I learned how to make an old fashioned and a white Russian, um, yes. We did scotty, wow. Irish awesome. coffee. And I think, oh, oh, vegetarian tacos that were really good. So (laughs) lots of little fun things that we've been able to integrate into uh, the Zoom world that we're all living in now. Yeah, and so I think dividing up these committees is is really useful for our graduate student council in part because there are quite a few of us. And by doing this, we provide ways for everyone to sort of focus on one area um, and not get their feet in like too many buckets. Um, That said though, everybody supports each other and I've definitely like helped out with other groups and had people help out with ACT group events as well.
0: That's great, June. How do um, students kind of get, do you get assigned to those separate subcommittees or is it based on what your interests are?
1: It's usually based on interest. If we really have a a lack of students in one area, I guess we would probably push people to go in that direction, but I think have the sense that usually we've had a pretty even balance and, and during some times of the year as well, depending on what events we have upcoming or what, what has been planned or whether there's a winter break or something coming up, we might just meet as a whole group instead of splitting into committees for a particular graduate student council meeting. Um, and, and that usually works well to just sort of review what's coming up and it might be something more simple. So we're able to just go over it all together.
2: That's awesome. One, I just want to say the creativity is alive. I think that's amazing. I think this for me as a campus minister, I'm just like, oh my gosh, yes. That it's just it's just great to know that, you know, different campus ministries still have those sprouts of inspiration and creativity in the midst of this, you know, such a uninspired I don't know, there's not much going on because I know. But it's so great to know that you guys are, you know, in your different groups, Mm -hmm. teams that you guys are still putting your heads together and thinking of creative ways to reach out to people and to get them not only involved in social events, but inform them and educate them and you know, you still build community and build faith that's amazing. Yeah.
1: And we're really lucky to have a super creative leadership in our, our chaplains as well. So like Sister Jen uh, Schaeff, who's one of our graduate student chaplains, Alan Esteron, who's another chaplain who works with us, and then our, our uh, parish chaplain as well, uh, Father Ryan Lerner, who's involved with some of our events. Um, they're all just super supportive and very creative. Um,
2: nice. And these and these, um, uh, these staff members, they're the ones that are pouring into the student leaders? Sorry, what was? That Those, these people are the ones that are pouring into the student leadership team. Yeah, so
1: they help organize like our meetings and um, make sure that we're we're on top of things and and Great. sort of help us implement the ideas that we have and get messages across to other staff members at St. Thomas More who might help, for example, like put together sets of ingredients uh, for cooking classes if that's what we need. Um, yeah
0: very cool June it's it's amazing what's happening on your campus and what I like specifically when you're talking about some of the different committees and the activities they're doing mm-hmm. um, it's not just kind of faith-based activities but you're really taking your faith and you're putting it into action which is what all ministries are challenged to do how can we go out and make a difference in the world can we look at relevant topics um, you discussed over the past year right you're you're trying to do things that are more environmentally friendly what is happening in our world how do mm-hmm. students, kind of want to put their faith into those different um, kind of current events, I would say, and make a difference. And it seems like your university, uh, your St. Thomas More Student Center certainly does that.
1: We're trying, yeah. And I think service has been tough this year because the university has had necessary restrictions because of COVID about in-person events. So there have been periods of time where students were not allowed to go to the soup kitchen. were not encouraged to do any sort of in-person service events. So it's been, again, a challenge to creativity to try to come up with ways that we can still engage with either a local or a global community um, in a meaningful way, even when we can't do stuff in person.
0: Right. June, you mentioned some restrictions that have been put in place, not only by the university, but I, I think a lot of uh, campus ministries would say that their music ministry looks a lot different too. Mm-hmm. Now, you were a part of that, part of the choir there. You're a violinist. And that obviously was impacted by COVID. Um, tell yeah. us about how you were kind of limited and, and what you've done to, uh, I don't know, just kind of remain inspired as a musician, mm-hmm. um, knowing that when we can play music again at mass and at our very various events, uh, that we can do so and glorify God through, through music.
1: Yeah, I, I really do miss playing in the choir. I've played in a church choir since I was like in second or third grade, and didn't do it much through college, uh, just because the parishes that I attended weren't really um, adapted to having a violinist in the choir, but St. Thomas More was super welcoming. And so I was really excited in my second year of med school when I started doing that. Um, and yeah, unfortunately, COVID has almost entirely put an end to that. We still have beautiful music during our live stream masses, uh, courtesy of our organists, as well as usually a, an oboe player who teaches at the Yale School of Music. Um, and I have been lucky to go back, I think once or twice to be one to be the one musician, additional musician in addition to the organ um, during a live stream mass. So that has been really special. And I think I have one or two days coming up when I'll do that again. Um, but overall, the, yeah, it sort of has put a stop to that. and I, I do miss the the singing as well. and um, we usually have one canter now on the live stream. Um, and I'm really looking forward to when it might be possible to be back in person playing. Um, I can't say I've done much to keep up my own violin playing during this time um, just based on my schedule and not having always a place to to practice that wouldn't annoy my apartment neighbors, Um, but um, continue to think about opportunities for using music to give back um, to the community. I guess right now I just started uh, serving as a mentor for a student in the orchestra that I played in in high school. So this is more related to my family's home in upstate New York than um, Connecticut. But uh, that's been a, an interesting experience, and it's a student who's interested in a medical career, but also very passionate about music. And so we've had some really lovely conversations about um, what what does the path to medical career look like, and then at the same time, how can you integrate music into your life wherever you are? Um, so I. Hope to continue keeping the violin part of my life and I'm actually staying in New Haven for my residency for the next four years. So I'm hoping at some point, even though my schedule is going to be super busy, that things will be back in person and I will be able to occasionally go and and play violin again. Um, And having played violin in a choir for so long, I know the music so well it's like these tunes I think for many people you go to church enough you, these tunes become really ingrained in the lyrics and the words and still there are days I'll just randomly start singing a song or humming a song and be like oh I wish I wish we could be back in person doing this but in the meantime let me find a good recording of it on YouTube because I don't remember all the lyrics and I, I would like to <laughs> um so yeah just sort of trying to keep things going in my in my mind and hoping for what will be
2: um, possible in the future. Speaking of future, you are currently a grad student, a medical student. Um, I wanna know, you've mentioned this with us before, um, how has your involvement with St. Thomas More Catholic Cent- Student Center really impacted your you know, journey through your career development as a medical student um, and your future profession?
1: Yeah, I think one of the most tangible ways uh, that it impacted my, I guess, career or school path early on was just that I very early on met other doctors who went to St. Thomas More as their, as their parish. And so there are several people I know through St. Thomas More who are physicians themselves, who have been wonderful people to talk to about their experiences, the intersection of faith and their work. Um, who have also just provided some practical opportunities to shadow in certain areas of the hospital. So that was a really awesome opportunity to have. And St. Thomas More sort of keeps a collection of people in various professions to serve as mentors for graduate and college students. Um, So it was very easy to get connected with people at St. Thomas More as well. Um, And I would say more Personally and internally, I think that being Catholic is something that definitely does uh, feel relevant to the work that I am doing now um, as a student and soon to be as a resident physician. Um, I think that um, I think that my Catholic faith definitely has imbued me with this sense of the dignity of all human life. And that is not to say that there are people who are not Catholic, who are not even religious, who do not have like the same convictions. And I definitely have friends and classmates who feel that same way. Um, But I think that there's definitely this sense of every person I meet in the hospital, no matter where they're coming from, no matter what they've done, no matter um, what difficulties they might be facing or even how they might treat me as if, provider, they are still um, imbued with this dignity of humanity that comes from God, and I should strive to treat them as such, and that isn't to say I always succeed in doing that, but I think that's definitely the goal and something I try to pause and remember quite a bit, Um, and I would say too that my faith is continuing to evolve and grow, and having grown up Catholic, I think there are some things you never get prompted to really ask questions about or to explore further or just learn facts about. And so sometimes I have classmates who are not Catholic or not religious who ask me things about my faith. And I'm like, that's a really great question. I don't actually know. And so uh, I recognize that faith and my, my Catholic faith is not something that's finished. It's never going to be finished. And I don't know if anyone's faith ever really is finished. And I am really grateful that St. Thomas More has provided a place where I feel like I have been able to grow in community in my faith, even as it continues to evolve and grow. And um, I see new ways that it intersects with my work outside of uh, the church community as well.
2: It is it is so important to kind of, kind of um, have the experience that it sounds like you have in which in our faith life, you know, we will get to a point where we're just like, I don't have the answers and I don't know if I ever had. And so mm-hmm. confronting that doubt that we have, especially as young people confronting those questions that we, we weren't really ever been given the answer. It's really important to through that and not be afraid of that because yeah. Christ is right in that Christ. Christ is welcoming us into that, that, you know, that journey of what is this? What am I doing? Right. What does right. this mean to my life in terms of my job, my, my studies, my exams, the people that I'm encountering every day, you know, it's very, it's very exciting, kind of scary, but it's very exciting to venture through that and welcome Christ in that and welcome your community in that. Um, If you could, you know, give a piece of advice for other students, undergraduate students, even going Mm -hmm. into the medical field that are having those kind of like anxieties of, does my faith belong here? Because so many students may face that challenging, um, you know, those challenging experiences where they kind of second guess their yeah. profession. What can, how can you encourage them to continue that exploration of faith?
1: I think that one of the most useful things might be just to talk to people about it. I, It might be easier said than done, but I think that finding mentors who are also Catholic, um, uh, And not just who are Catholic in one specific way, but people who have different, slightly different looking faiths who are also medical professionals is a really useful way to explore how your faith might be integrated into practice as a a provider in whatever area of medicine you end up in. Again, easier said than done. I've been lucky to have a lot of support and it's been really easy to find those people. Um, Clearly a lot harder, especially during COVID to to find those people. But I do think that talking about it is important. And it could also be a conversation that happens with like chaplains who work in hospital settings or even chaplains who don't work in hospital settings. Um, So I've definitely discussed this with um, chaplains at St. Thomas More as well. Um, and other graduate students who are experiencing similar questions, whether they are going into medicine or law or other areas of um, professional practice.
0: Yeah. That's great, and you're, you're so right. The 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 two kind of seemingly contradictory things of faith and science are really intertwined, right? And I think going into a medical field, sometimes you have those questions. How how are they intertwined? How do they intersect? And you're you're kind of thinking that. And and every student listening, I'm sure, in in your uh, kind of degree formation, you have questions related to what you want to be when you graduate. How does faith, how can it be part of that profession? How can I live it out in my day-to-day life? June, I'll kind of give you the, the last word here. You're involved in so many things here as a, a graduate student. Uh, what's your overall perspective on being involved in, in this campus ministry, this faith-based organization uh, as a graduate student too? Most of our listeners are likely undergrad students. Uh, what inspires you to stay involved as a graduate student?
1: I think the community is one of the big things, and perhaps that's a very self-serving perspective, but we do have our play committee, and honestly, it's just, it's fun to be able to connect with people who are similarly Catholic, who are similarly working really hard to achieve certain things academically or professionally, um, and just really need this space to, to be vulnerable to be who they are and to have fun sometimes or sometimes just to talk about things that they're going through. Um, And I think that it's really been the support of the community that has inspired me to keep this work going. And um, I'm not sure if I didn't have that wonderful support of the Graduate Student Council community and the chaplains, whether this would have been as easy of a thing to prioritize during a a busy past four years. Um, But having had that support and feeling that sort of unconditional positive regard from that the community that I've been part of has been really powerful. And um, I think that if you can work to create that community um, and every person who's part of any community can be part of creating that community, um, you encourage other people to be excited about the work that they can do in community, um, in faith.
0: Amen. Amen, June, amen. I encourage all listeners, please do keep keep June in your prayers. Keep all graduate students in your prayers, too. They wonder, do I fit with the undergraduate ministry? Is there something for me on this campus that I can be part of? Also pray for medical professionals, medical students who maybe are are wondering, where is the intersection of of faith and science in my life? Uh, Because all of us, as June said from the very beginning, we're all on our own path in terms of faith. None of us are perfect. We always have questions. We're always seeking the answers, and and just pray that we continue to be open-minded to where faith Can impact our life. So June, thank you for joining us. We wish you all the best as you go forward in your career. Jade, thanks as always for you to join us as well. And then of course, to the listeners, thanks for tuning in to Campus Ministry Connection. We'll talk to you next time.